tuned Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Road. We're excited to bring you episode 10, Creating Conditions for Success uh, of season two of Leadership with LaToya. And of course, it wouldn't be Leadership with LaToya without our co-host, Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? How's it going, LaToya? It's going well. You know, I'm very excited because it's been warmer this week. So you know how much LaToya does not like being cold. Um, I want to tell you that I think I finally um, defrosted. I know. It was so cold here last week, and then this week it feels like summertime. Yes, it does. It's so interesting to me how quickly things can change. And and speaking of how quickly things can change, you know, sometimes as a leader, we can get ourselves in predicaments where we're literally one decision away from success or disaster. Mike, what are some of those conditions that you think are necessary for leaders to put in place to give, um, you know, all the members of their organization a real chance at success? Well, I think this is one topic that really spans the uh, all different types of fields and uh, industries when you're talking about leadership and really creating the conditions necessary for success. And, you know, to be a good leader, you certainly have to have the technical knowledge of the um, industry that you are working in. But more importantly, I think as a leader, you have to be able to create conditions for success. And some of the main things that I like to think about in this area is uh, being a really good listener. Uh, you, your people need to know you're listening to them and taking into account what they are feeling, what they are saying. And really, that's creating trust. So you can do all these great things, but if you are never able to build trust with the people that you work with, it's going to be hard to do anything else. Certainly, certainly, because, you know, that trust happens over time, and it doesn't just happen because of your positional power. It's something that you earn through your actions, and sometimes you can do something as the leader that earns you trust that you may or may not be immediately conscious of. I mean, I particularly uh, think, Michael, about some of the things that I was able to observe you do as your co-principal working as when we worked together. You know, there were things that I, I, I saw you do that I know earned you trust with teachers, um, things like helping serve in the cafeteria, um, helping clean up when when something needed to be cleaned up. And I think that it's those behaviors that earn you trust, and it's not positional power. But I do know that it's necessary. Trust is certainly a necessary condition for success. You know what else I think is necessary for success? That is the ability to listen. Um, that can be very difficult for leaders, especially especially when there's critical feedback to be received. What are your thoughts about listening? I think it's one of the most critical skills out there for any position, especially for leaders. And people can really tell when you're listening and when you are just standing there and look like you're listening, but they know you're not listening. So uh, being able to really take what they're saying and think about it, reflect on it. And also, I think this is just as critical, if not even more so, being making others feel that they can come to you with concerns. If you never hear anything uh, that, you know, might be a little bit on the negative side, if everyone tells you everything is perfect and nothing is amiss, they're probably just not comfortable coming to you and telling you the truth. So I think that is critical to create the conditions where your people are comfortable enough to come to you and say, hey, this isn't working. Uh, To think everything's going perfect, I mean, you're probably just being kind of – 
um, I don't want to say delusional because that's not the right word, but you're not being, um, you know, you're not, you're not getting the full picture of reality if you think everything is going on perfectly. So creating those conditions where people trust you enough to come up to you and say, hey, you know, this just is not working. We need to look at this. Yes, yes. I think you make an excellent point. And I think an important part, uh, in addition to that listening piece, uh, beyond the being approachable, is really being able to take the time to reflect on what's being shared. I can remember in the early days of my leadership experiences and having folks share things with me that really kind of stung. Um, because often there were things that I certainly didn't intend to communicate but had not been careful in the way that I, um, you know, had communicated and, and had certainly sent a message that I had not intended to members of my organization. But I think the key wasn't that that mistake was made. It was in my ability to acknowledge that that was an issue and then reflect on that and accept that and make changes to my behavior, checking in with those folks to be sure that I'd improved those things. Does that make sense? It, it certainly does. And again, you know, everything we're talking about goes right back to trust. Do people trust you as a person? Do they see you as someone they can trust, uh, someone that is doing the work alongside of them, not just, you know, telling them what to do or directing them what to do? Is it someone they can trust? I think that's exactly what we're both talking about. Yeah. And, and I think another thing that sort of goes along with that, I mean, I know in, in my journey in my career, what's helped me to be able to be successful is when I've had leaders who empowered me, who, who empowered me to do the things that I needed to do um, to be successful. So how do you think leaders can go about creating conditions of empowerment for their folks? I think one of them, one of the, the, the easy ways, or easy in theory but not in reality, is giving people the opportunity to innovate. You know, we both worked under the leadership of Dr. Lynn Moody for uh, for quite some time, and one of the, the great things she let us both do is she empowered us. When we wanted to try something, she supported us, and uh, often we got really great results because of that. So, so empowering your people to have a, a real voice, a real say um, – you know, just keeping keeping them in mind when you're making decisions and letting them take risks and grow as, as employees themselves. I think you bring an excellent point to the surface here when you talk about taking risk and growing employees, because I think it is through empowerment that we grow um, as individuals. And when you talk about uh, working under the leadership of Dr. Lynn Moody, she certainly allowed us to take risk. I can remember you and I being uh, young principals and wanting for uh, some reason to try and put on an ed camp, the first ed camp in South Carolina, not having attended an ed camp, only reading about them and observing as outsiders other folks' experiences. And when we went to her with that proposal, she assured us that we had her support. She thought it was great. And so we became the first co-founders of the first ed camp, South Carolina, which is really kind of amazing when you think back to the fact, Mike, that we had no idea what we were doing. Right. And certainly that, you know, that was years back before ed camps became a big thing, but it would have been very easy for her as a superintendent to say, oh, you know, why don't we do some research on this? And, uh, you know, why don't we just do see how it goes and kind of drag her feet. But she didn't do that. She said, sure, go for it. You guys will do great. And we did. What do you think um, are some of the obstacles? So we've talked about some different conditions for success, like listening, empowering folks, um, uh, trust. What do you think are some of the obstacles and challenges leaders face when trying to create conditions for these things? I think 
think, just thinking back to when I started out in leadership, you know, one thing that I often thought about back then was, you know, well, what if I give someone else the reins, so to speak, and they don't do a good job? Is it going to look bad on me? And really, and also, too, you know, I wanted to show that I was, you know, I was a great leader. I could do all these things and, you know, just leave it to me and everything will be great. And then I realized as I grew as a leader that that's not what leadership is about at all. It's really just the opposite of that, empowering other people to be able to do those things is really what leadership is about. So I think at the beginning of my career, it was very much a, I wanted to prove my worth, you know, kind of thing, so to speak. And also, uh, as I started to realize that may not be the best approach, I thought, well, what if I give it to somebody and they don't do a great job with it? But then I realized, well, that just leads to a coaching opportunity. How can I coach people along? Just like in a classroom, you're going to scaffold your students along. Same thing when you develop leadership in others. So true, so true. And part of that development has to do with the fact that you've got to, A, empower and trust people to take on some additional responsibilities. And then, B, you've got to be a soft place for them to land as you coach them through some of the things they might run into or some of the uh, issues that might present themselves. Because we all know that practice is what it takes to get things right. And that sometimes I think we we subscribe to this false um this false idea that we're actually going to be perfectionists from the beginning. And I think if we could all just tell ourselves when we go into something, you know, this is going to require revision. This is going to require rethinking. This is going to require practice. I'm not going to get this exactly right, right away. And when you recognize that as a leader, then I think you're better equipped to coach others to also recognize that same facet. And so I definitely think that that can be an obstacle. Another obstacle that I think can get in the way of listening and empowering and leading by example and being reflective is this need to um, almost protect your vulnerability as a leader. So what I see often, you know, is that folks want to um, limit how vulnerable they seem. Leaders want to limit how vulnerable they seem to the people they serve. But I think what actually builds trust is when we open ourselves up to share that vulnerability. I think there's power in saying, you know, here's what I didn't get right. Uh, Here's how I didn't, you know, do this well. Here's how I plan to change and grow from that. And I think that is the true picture of leadership. When we have the confidence along with the competence to say, hey, I didn't get this all the way right, but here's what I think I heard you saying, and here's how your input is going to help me do this better with your help. What are your thoughts on that? Certainly, and you know, I watched you do that day in and day out at Knox, building that trust up with with teachers, and you know, I think we both did a pretty good job with that, but I think one of your skills as a, a leader is really developing that, that trust and that realness, so to speak, with with your employees, and I think it makes you that much more of an effective uh, a leader, and so that goes, to, you know, that's the same for, for all leaders when when you do that, and you, you, you might want to think, well, I don't want to show my vulnerability, I want to make sure everyone thinks that, you know, I'm perfect. But the reality is that's not the case. Nobody's perfect, obviously, and nobody knows every single answer. And that all goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of this episode is building the trust. If you portray yourself as perfection at all times, people are going to think, you know, I don't know if I buy all that. That's not real. But if you show them that, you know, you are just like everybody else, then they they buy in, they have that trust, and they're going to uh, listen to you and um, support what you're doing and allow you to support them. 
Well, certainly. I think we've brought up some good points today when we talk about what leaders can do to build the conditions for success. And we hope that you, our listeners, are enjoying the Leadership with LaToya podcast. Remember, we are in the process of revamping our website, adding some additional features, and we'll be working toward releasing our third edition of our e-magazine in February. We're still calling for submissions. So if you, you are interested in writing an article or submitting something to the Leadership with LaToya e-magazine, please make sure you email us at leadershipwithlatoya at gmail.com. Our website can be found at www.leadershipwithlatoya.org. Until next time, folks, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with Latoya for Leaders on the Grove.